for people that are just now tuning in, explain the month of August, the month of September, kind of what we're looking at on the Jewish calendar. All right, so go backwards. We're ending the month of Av, the month of the Father. The month of Elul begins on Monday, and that turns things significantly. You're preparing, preparing for the all the fall feasts, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and the Feast of Tabernacles. And so this whole month is just a month of preparation. And in doing that, and before we leave the month of the Father, I want us to connect to the Father. And we've really never hyper-focused on this before, but it happened to be something that I went through in a journey through earlier this year as I was searching and working on the Lord's Prayer and praying our Father and the, started to look more at His name and then our Bibles, and I went, uh-oh, what has happened here? And we just did a quick test. Uh, now, Corey would be an example of a person who reads her Bible a lot. You study, you, you actually have th- three different versions you read, right? So normally, yeah, my go-tos are the Passion Translation. I like the voice a lot. Sometimes I'll do Tree of Life or the Holman Christian Standard. Like, it just depends. Like, at home, you know, I have all those uh, Bibles at home. But then a lot of times when I'm here, I'll just pull up Bible Gateway or sure. Open Bible, one of those. And you can, you know, you have all the translations right there. And you can put them all a, in parallel, yeah. too, and you can compare them all, which is really nice. So if you remember, do you remember the number? How many times is the name of God in the Old Testament? 6,828. That's right. That Very good. Okay. So let's your, run down your test. Your Holman Christian Standard Bible, it has got his name as Yahweh 611 times. So one-tenth of the time is supposed wow. to be in there. The rest is just the Lord. If you go with the voice, which I am actually not familiar with that version, and not really a fan of how they translated it, but they <laughs> translate his name as the Eternal One. Yeah. And so they're just kind of winging it on their own on that one. But they put it in there all the places it's supposed to go, but they call him the Eternal One. That, unfortunately, is not the name of God. That is yeah. a, that's a variation of a, 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 which means I am, but that's not his name. Mm. And the Tree of Life version, which is actually a really neat version, it ha- it uses the same thing that the Jewish Bible does. It uses the Lord, but it uses the Jewish word, which is Adonai. So, again, they've replaced the name of God there with the title. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue that I want to talk about. It's just, why are our Bibles ripping out his name and sticking in his title? And once again, I'm just going to show you first why it's important we have translation, because uh, uh, going back and trying to learn Hebrew and learning, reading through manuscripts and all, you really appreciate this. So God tells us a lot of verses to specifically call on, make mention, and proclaim his name. Mm. Not any of his titles, even including Lord, he says proclaim his name. But when his name is replaced with a title, then the translated verses tell us to call on, make mention, and exalt his title, and we we have no idea and no difference because that's all we've ever read. I've memorized a lot of Bible, obviously the wrong way because it was with his name yanked out. So I just want to give you one verse as an example, Isaiah twelve four, just one of 6,828 examples I can give you, but this is from the Leningrad Codex. They have the actual Hebrew in there, and if you want, uh, like the transliteration would be, Amer Yam Hu Yada Yehovah Kura Shem, which would be just word by word, if you were to read it, say day you give thanks, Jehovah call name. Now that's a little tough. So the translators bring you, on that day you will say, give thanks to Jehovah, call on his name. Mm. But they would have yanked out Jehovah and put Lord there or Adonai. The rest of that verse, uh, Yada Am Alila Zakarki Sagab Shem. 
when straightforward, it just means make known people doing declare that exalted name. That probably wouldn't stir you up on your, your daily devotions. So the translator brings you make his deeds known among the peoples, declare how exalted is his name. When you change, change languages, you also change the grammatic structure. And Hebrew is one of those that moves the verb out in, uh, after the noun. So you actually have, it makes sense if you're reading and you know the language, just like we know how to read English. But if you don't, then you can't really read it. So the complete Jewish Bible, on that day, you'll say, give thanks to Adonai, call on his name. Well, how are you going to do that? You don't have his name. You took it out. Adonai is a title. It's not his name. Make mention his deeds known among the people. Declare how exalted is his name. Can't do that either. Don't know his name. The New King James, which is probably the version I read the most. And in that day, you'll say, praise the Lord, call on his name. Can't do that either. How do I do that? You didn't tell me his name. You gave me a title. Declare his deeds among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. How do I do that? Well, again, they took it out. They replaced it. And that's a little annoying. That's why I started mm -hmm. to get bothered. The more I study I, I did on this, there's three forms of the word Lord or Adonai in various translations. You may run in your Bible and see Lord, just all lowercase. That means a man who's a Lord or a master. You'll see Lord with a capital L. It's the Hebrew word Adonai. It literally mean, could mean God or Jesus, Yeshua, as Lord or Master. There's no differentiation what it means. And then Lord in all uppercase. Now, that's the one where they're messing. It always is a replacement of the four Hebrew letters of the name of God, Yehovah. That's what they yank out. And here's the problem. In New Testament Greek, there's only one word for Lord, lowercase, Lord, capital L, and Lord all the way. It's curios. There's no way to know if it's talking about a man, Yeshua, Jesus, or Jehovah. There's just no way to know. Mm. Thankfully, some of these New Testament Hebrew manuscripts help solve that dilemma a little. The Hebrew Matthew one certainly does. So my question is, when you see the word Lord, I'm going to ask you this question. Okay. I'm asking them too, but you can answer. So when you see the word Lord with a capital L or capital L-O-R-D in all caps, who do you think of? God. Just the father? Probably not the father, but I just, I've read it so much now that it just, it's always like associated with him now. But I mean, do you think Jesus, do you think the father or do you think of the son Jesus? Oh, I guess well, that's true. I guess Jesus, because Jesus is Lord. And so 6,828 times in the Old Testament, so often we're, our mind is focused on Jesus. And what I want to show you is that what Jesus came to do for us is to restore our relationship with the Father, which was the one that was broken. Mm -hmm. And so we have this wonderful relationship with Jesus, and we've yet to take advantage and realize this other one because it's been yanked away. So uh, my question is... Have translators created kind of a good cop, cop bad cop scenario mm. between God and Yeshua Jesus? Do you think of the Father in the same way that you think of the Son? Do you think merciful and gracious when mm. you think of God the Father and Jesus? Or do you think of the Father as the one who's bringing punishment, makes the rules, and Jesus is the one that rescues you? Right. Since we're hallowing and sanctifying God's name, which they removed, let me introduce you so you can get a, an understanding of this. Exodus three fourteen and 15 is where we learn his name. God says to Moses, I am who I am, which is a yehe, asher, a yehe. If you take the vowels out of that, it introduces you to three words. Hayahovah and yehyeh. And that means he was, he is, and he will continue to be. Those three words 
a piece of each one of those, jump together and create the word Yehovah. That's where the name Yehovah comes from. That's where the name of God comes from. Yehe is not his name, but it's breaks. It's the three words that come from that word created. So, Hi Yehovah and Yehe combine to form what we they call the tetragrammaton, the four letters. Now the name Yehovah is pronounced Yehovah with the emphasis on the last syllable. Now, a lot of people say Jehovah, and the only real area there is it's the second syllable. It's uh, not Jehovah, but Je- Je- Yehovah. So we change that when we flip it into English, too. But again, it's just a change of language. That's not really a big deal. The rest of that verse says there, This is what you must say to the people of Israel. I am a Yehah. I am, that is, a Yehah. That would be the Hebrew if it was there. Has sent me to you. And it sounds like he's saying Yehah is his name. But if you keep reading, it's actually just explaining his name. And that's why you got one version of the Bible you read where it says the Eternal One actually ignored the very... The, when it put it in there, it replaced the the word, the name that God gave it, with the explanation. So in verse 15, he introduces his name more clearly. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you'll say to the children of Israel, and if you read it in the Hebrew, you'll see the tetragrammaton, you'll see the four letters, that is Jehovah. But in our Bibles, they replace that with the Lord. So uh, thus you'll say to the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is how I'm to be remembered generation after generation. Now, did you notice something? This is my name forever. Mm. This is how I'm to be remembered. That's pretty specific, right? Yeah. So if you were a translator, would you yank out his name there and replace it with the Lord? That just seems like unbelievable. Or would you replace it with the Eternal One or Adonai or Yahweh is at least close. I I can give him credit for Yahweh. But what I want you to think about here is notice how translators try to make it appear that God said his name was the Lord, the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. Mm -hmm. If you read a few chapters forward in Exodus 6, here's what he says, uh, Moses and God talking. And I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob by El Shaddai, God Almighty, but by my name, Jehovah, I was not known to them. So not only is the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob not his name, it turns out Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were never even told his name. Mm. So again, translators there are intentionally doing something. And translators snuck a bit into Exodus 632, if you go back in the Hebrew compared to what they give us, and I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob by the name of El Shaddai. That's what you read in your Bible as if God said that El Shaddai was one of his names. But by the name of is not in the manuscripts because El Shaddai isn't one of his names. He only has one name, Jehovah. His titles are wonderful titles. We can use all of them. They're wonderful. I I love the titles of God, but they're not his name. And when we intentionally rip that out there, we just have to ask ourselves, what in the world is going on? And that's what I just wanted to, to bring. As we look at this month of the Father, how well do we know the Father God? And are we able to really worship him and get all? Because if you love the name of Jesus, like I love the name of Jesus, imagine someone taking that name from you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they did with the name of the Father. And that's what I want to see if we could restore.